A man must gather a group for a rescue on a paddle boat in an epic storm. Welcome to The Wall Vault with Andre, Michelle, Emily, and Luis. We are a family-friendly podcast where each and every week we watch and review a different Disney movie. Be sure to subscribe on all podcast platforms and YouTube. Enjoy the show! Welcome to the Wild Vault, episode 119. Wow, we're almost to 120. That's right. We're I like it. 119. Um, 119. Go get your daddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go get your daddy. Stop it. Mommy. We were having a daddy conversation uh, before <laughs> this. Emily called Luis' dad. She was like, hey, dad, I really like that blah, 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 something, something. And I was like, huh? Like, that's weird. You called him dad, but, I mean, they have kids, so that's normal. <laughs> but uh-huh. I was like, I do that. I tell I tell Douglas, go get your daddy to take you for a walk. Yeah, Not mommy. Go dog. get daddy. <laughs> a non-human dog. Yeah. A non-human dog. <laughs> yeah, He's our son. Because you know there's he, other types of dogs. He speaks very little English. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Luis dog. and I don't have the same, like, viewpoints on dogs. Like, my dog is literally my son. He owns the house, and Luis is he always like, that house. <laughs> do not own he the house. On well, he owns the, house. the couch. <laughs> He's the king of the couch. <laughs> Go he, get your daddy. He tries to be the king of the yeah, couch. Yeah, it's it's sure. so bad with me and dogs that, you know, me and him kind of talked about, like, what if couples owned a dog and, like, they had to share custody? Because I've heard of that, and I was oh like, my God. dude. This was like a 10-minute conversation happens, yesterday. Forget that. Get the dog. I don't care. <laughs> he says that <laughs> now. Well, Andre and I joke because I always – Used to tell him, like, if you break up with me, Dougie's mine because I bought him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my yeah. dog. And then when I we got married. I used my $2 and to buy this dog. He was $250. Okay. Thank you. But <laughs> thank when, you when, when I, told, me. I told Andre, I said, if we ever get divorced, Dougie's going to miss you. Because <laughs> like, yeah, I right. bought him, so he is mine. <laughs> Hope you have fun having a depressed dog because he's just going to be missing me. <laughs> he mm-hmm. does kind of like Andre more yep. than me. Because Andre takes him on walks. Yeah, it's because you uh, you said go find your daddy. See, it's yeah. full. A he he likes whoever he can get the most from. He loves me when I have cheese and French fries and pizza. Like he really loved you that day you had pizza. You know? I'm just saying, he you guys like, want a kid. Up? This is rule number one. Mm-hmm. They want what they can get from you. Right. And they're moving like, on, I want like what I want. Prison. Dougie oh. likes me because he can cuddle with me and lick my face, and it's fine. But he cannot do that with Andre. You want to know whose face can't be licked? Who's me? The guy <laughs> in this movie that we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> this week, <laughs> we are talking about the 2016 live-action Disney film, The Finest Hours. Um, Unaptly named. It stars yeah, I don't know Chris why this Pine, movie was called that. Casey Affleck, and is directed by Craig Gillespie. So let's... It's doing it again. You guys, my phone is playing. What's happening? Okay. Give me, give me this. Okay, first off, it's I not can, on playing. I can playing. fix it. But it is. Listen to it. No, no. You're hearing the nursery rhyme song from the kids' room that's playing because no, they're sleeping. No, my phone is. Put it up to your ear. I'm wearing big old it's headphones. It's playing rain tried. sounds because when I go to bed at night, I tell it to play rain sounds. But I'm not sleeping, phone. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we need to uh, get your phone out your face. Yeah, go ahead and just put, put this to your ear. Put Michelle, it <laughs> put it to your <laughs> ear. Just this is something she no one cares about. <laughs> I care because you just fixed it and it's still doing it and that's creepy. 
It's still doing it. It's kind of freaking me out now. Okay. Do I need to pause this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's phone okay. problems have been fixed. It's been fixed. We had to restart it. Y- yes. They they're so <laughs> they were so interested to know. Um <laughs> yes, so the finest hours, uh starring starring Chris Pine and Casey Affleck and a whole bunch of other people that I didn't realize were going to be in this movie. Including the original Hulk, Eric Banner, <laughs> <laughs> as Mr. Clough or whatever his name was. And then yeah, um, you kept making comments like, "Hey, that's that dude from that. That's that dude from that." And I honestly didn't recognize any of them. But there was a a, a pretty recognizable cast. Not necessarily. A, I didn't any of these people were super famous. You were like, that's I that didn't guy know where place. I knew anybody from, but every almost every single man that came on screen, I was like, "Hey." He's I've seen him. Yeah. He's he was something. in blah, blah, blah. Right. So I agree. Very, like, relatable cast. Yeah. But like not particularly notable. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and Except go. for Casey Affleck, who I had no idea who he was. But then he made a face, and I was like, oh, Ben. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Ben. <laughs> it's a little baby Ben. Oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> it's a little Ben's baby brother. Who's Ben? Um, Casey Affleck, Affleck is Ben, ben Affleck's, Affleck's brother. brother. Yeah, the guy on the ship. This was like, is Ben a character? (laughs) I don't know. I didn't recognize anybody from this besides Chris Pine, so we good. Oh, okay. Okay, let's go ahead and go into our first impressions of the finest hours. Just a reminder, this is Luis's birthday choice episode, and none of us have seen this movie. Except for, wait, Luis, had you seen it? No, he had not. Oh, okay. He picked it because he wanted to watch it. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, gotcha, Andre, gotcha. what is your first impression of The Finest Hours? Ah, The Finest Hours. Um, so I remember vaguely when this movie was first coming out, and I was seeing, like, trailers for it and stuff, and I was like, oh, look at that. Chris Pine is in a movie that I'm never going to watch. I can't believe it. Look at that. It's amazing. I, uh, I have zero interest in ever, ever, ever watching this movie. Yeah, we both made the comment that this style of movie in general is not our jam. Like, this isn't a movie that I'm like, that looks good. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. That's a movie that sounds like a nope. It's like a, it's, there's a whole bunch of negatives for me. It's like yeah. rescue mission, boat rescue mission. Boston boat rescue mission. I just don't care. Water, <laughs> anxiety, <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, uh, it just didn't seem didn't seem like a super fun film uh, for me to watch. And so, um, upon actual watching it, uh, I was right. I didn't really care for this at all. <laughs> 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 this was a whole uh, waste of an hour and fifty seven minutes. Um, in wow, my, in I my didn't know mind. he felt that strongly. It all was right. really slow and pretty boring, even in the exciting parts. Like I'm watching these these dudes who have been working out on this boat and they're they're about to they're about to lose their lives and I'm like, can we hurry up? <laughs> can we get through this already? Yeah. Goodness gracious! It just it felt it felt very slow and um, unmethodical and uh, the performances were fun because I got to hear everybody do these Boston accents. But aside from that, I didn't really get a lot of enjoyment from this movie. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. With that being said, I think we will go to Emily next. Um. I'm probably going to have the closest first impression to Andre. Um, I, I mean, you guys know, you guys have listened to this enough. I don't like movies that invoke really any feelings other than <laughs> like, uh, like pure happiness, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because this stuff kind of stuff, this mayhem gives me a lot of anxiety. And I feel like I'm just sitting on the edge of my seat similarly like, come on, like do it or don't do it already. Like I just can't. Right. And because they showed spoiler i guess like the ship cut in half so early i was like this is gonna be right. two hours of this 
rescue mission. Jeez Louise, right? <laughs> so I was like already annoyed. Um, but my first impression overall is that it was haphazardly done because there was a lot of cool stuff that happened if you think of it like holistically, mm -hmm. but I didn't care about any of the characters. Right. Like the character development was just so subpar. Like bad across the board. Yeah. I did not care like about his like relationship with this like Whatever, fiance Miriam, lady. Mm -hmm. Fair lady. Yeah. I didn't even know what her name was. <laughs> like I just... <laughs> Louise, it's Miriam. Um, I just I just didn't particularly care, and that bothers me. I mm -hmm. want to care that you're going to, like, possibly die out here. Right, yeah. Like, I cared about the characters you shouldn't care about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. like the old crotchety The old crotchety man who hurt, his, who hurt his arm. Oh, the fisherman? Pop. The fisherman. No, I liked him. not him. Oh. He was annoying. He was but no, he was fine. But like anywho, so overall, I feel like it had a lot of potential, yes. and it was beautiful. They did a really good job. But well. I just feel like mm, if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. And I didn't feel like they cared enough to develop the characters. Mm -hmm. Have less characters if you need to. I don't know. Oh, there was a lot. Right. That was a fair amount of characters. So anywho. Fair that enough. Overall. Fair yeah. enough. Music was good. Oh, Music Luis good. would Music. like to go next. Luis, first impression. I like this movie a lot, actually. Um, I'm not going to I'm not gonna sit here and pr you know say that it was the best, but it's my type of movie. I mean... I understand you guys need character development, but you kind of have to go. And I probably should have warned you guys ahead of time, but you got to go into these type of movies and understand it's not what it's about. Well, that sure. Way you could get that filter out the out the way and maybe like it a little bit more would be my hope. But I understand your guys' opinion. You know, um, there's just no room for character development when it comes to these type of movies. If yeah. you ask me. But and, I and thought there was character development in Togo. Mm. Well, maybe but not. But think about the difference Togo in the number came from of characters. Being a little devil to potentially being a pretty right. awesome but dog. No, yeah. because they were showing all the flashbacks. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. there was literally like three people to focus on. This one had, there was 32 people on that boat, and they yeah. tried to give like everybody had like a, a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. or something but yeah, like I liked least. it a lot. Yeah, um, definitely could have been way better. Um, but my argument is could have been way better in terms of being more concise because there was some holes that were introduced but not explained but then kind of um they were uh, negated we'll i guess part, I think. Mm -hmm. you know but um reason why i think it could have been better because of that those reasons but okay. yeah all right sure. well, i liked it a lot i'll give my first impression i definitely went into this knowing this is the kind of movie that i'm not interested in at all and this is a total Luis movie. So I'm like trying to watch it from his perspective. But I need to set the scene a little bit for you guys. Before we watched this movie, we watched an episode of The Office from the f one of the from the final season uh -huh. where Jim and Pam they're they're dealing with some discrepancies in their marriage and they're going to to marriage counseling and they made up and it was so nice and I was crying. Okay, I was crying. <laughs> and Andre was hardcore making fun of me. He's like, You're crying over Jim and Pam no. on the office. No, right no, now. no, no, no. Oh no, no, no. Don't I'm put saying, words in I'm my saying, mouth. But you go, go you ahead. were you were hysterically laughing because I was crying. Yes. Hysterically laughing. <laughs> and then I was like, Well, at least I got the crying out of the way now because I'm probably gonna cry for this movie, right? I felt nothing when it came to this movie. Mm. Like, I didn't feel any emotion. I wasn't worried that he was going to die out on the boat and leave his fiance behind. Like, I didn't even care about her. Um, I, I, I don't dislike 
boat rescue mission movies because I like the ocean. So I liked all of the scenes where they're showing like these really scary waves and like the boats going through it. And I think even though I did like that part the whole time, I was like, I hate this. I hate this because it does make you feel like that anxiety. Right. So I respected all those parts of the movie, but I was really worried that I was going to feel a lot of feels in this movie Mm -hmm. and I didn't. So, you know, I'll just save those feels for the office, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) where they belong. Oh my God. Not that type of movie. (laughs) Yeah, It definitely wasn't. So I, I wasn't upset about that because I was like prepared to cry a lot. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. I didn't cry. My only gripe with this movie is I think I would have enjoyed it more if it was shot in a different way. We watched this movie during the day with no lights on in our house and we closed the blinds, but it was so dark that a lot mm. of the times I was like, I don't know what's happening in the movie right yeah. now. It's so dark that oh. I don't, I can't see their faces. I don't know what's happening. So I don't know if you guys got that vibe no. too. No, I didn't have that problem. You guys Even didn't have the, that problem. The dead of we night did. scenes towards the end. We were like, I can't tell what's going on in this movie because every scene is dark. And so oh. then I stopped like carrying halfway through. I was like, whatever. They're just probably under the water. Like, I don't know. That's weird. No, we did not have that problem. Okay. We actually, oh. I thought it was very clear. Like those, those ocean scenes were very clear. They weren't clear for us. So maybe, it w- maybe it was just maybe it was because we had those really big windows in our gl- house and glare. we uh, just couldn't get in like a good spot to watch it so that kind of like hindered oh, yeah, that, my watching yeah. experience it a little bit dark. but it was I didn't think it was bad like Andre didn't like it at all Emily didn't really like it either I thought it was fine it was good for what it was but it's it's not my kind of movie but yeah. it wasn't bad in my opinion okay it was was good okay i'm really happy that we have very different opinions Mm -hmm. because that makes it much more interesting to me but louise i have a question for you because you're saying it's not that kind of movie which okay i get that but i would love for you right now to tell me the equivalent of this movie in another movie that we've all seen so that we can understand what what kind of lack of character development is okay in like what other movie is like this that we've seen because I want to fight you. That's why. I'm <laughs> not in uh, for the podcast. No, no. I'm just, just saying, in like, general. Movie in general. A comparable movie. Like this? Something probably based on a true story. This reminds me of like story. a war movie that I don't care about. Um, have you guys ever seen uh, The Grave with Liam Neeson? No. I never watched that, but I heard he fights wolves. Um, and I'd wins. probably say The Revenant. Oh, okay. Okay. The Revenant. So I haven't seen degree. The Revenant. Revenant well, I love. Okay, so we've definitely seen The Revenant because you remember the Christmas party a couple years ago. Yeah, but all you did was show me the bear scene. We only watched that scene where he was getting eaten by the bear. We only watched the scene with the bear. (laughs) That's all I saw. All night we were like, don't talk about the bear. (laughs) um, And then I told you I was pregnant for the first time. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right after the bear. But pretty much it's it's that kind of movie in terms of like it's man versus nature. But you cared about him. Not really. Yeah. I did. You had to. Have I just cared for that he would survive so he can okay. finish his mission, but but that's mm. caring. Right. Luis, have you have purpose. you seen the movie? There really wasn't a lot of character development with him either. He was just grunting for two hours. <laughs> have you seen the movie Message in a Bottle? Have you seen the movie Message in a Bottle? No one has seen the movie no. Message in a Bottle. It reminded me of that movie, but that movie is better. <laughs> Again, it's just that type of movie, man versus element. Right. You know, there's not going to be character development. Um, same so thing if you guys ever I just seen feel like you can't make that overgeneralized statement because I've definitely seen movies that are man versus nature and there's a ton of character development what about what's his face on a deserted island all by himself and what's he whining about Wilson Wilson isn't there character and development in that movie about? and Not that's really. man versus nature yes Not, there was no character development in that movie so okay mm. 
<clears throat> but the, regardless of the, the he character, he just developed from taking his life for granted to <laughs> wanting to live. Right. That's not much development. Regardless all of right. all that, the the aspect of this movie that you enjoyed is like Bernie in the water, going against the currents and the waves and stuff like that, and ending up succeeding at the mission. Yeah, yeah he likes yes. the the mission piece of it. And Chuck Norris going into you know the most worst place ever and just roundhouse kicking somebody and getting <laughs> I out. Liked, okay. I liked. I liked the. I don't. I don't remember his name, but the guy who had lived on the boat and the boat was like his whole life. That was Luis's favorite character. Oh. I like him yes, way better Mr. than Bernie. That's like that's they were Affleck. trying to pretend that Bernie Affleck. was the main character, and I was like, no. I like this dude. Uh-uh, that guy was better. That, that guy was. Yeah. Luis that guy was the main character. Was, his was so his name Mr. Squirmy or Mr. Seabert? Squirmy. I liked him a lot. He was good. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think out of all the characters, for how that character w- was written, mm-hmm. he did the best for his character. I wish like, they would have so started the movie with him. Agreed. He should have been the main character. Right. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I agree. Because the way that it's set up, right? So we can, we, we can kind of get into the plot here. Um, it starts off where we're seeing Chris Pine. His, his character's name is Bernie. And uh, hold on, can we pa- can we pause right here? Yes. I was so worried about him being the main character because I think I said this, and I hope I mean I'm gonna say this in the most PC way possible, okay. but he just has a face that I think he is not. He looks like, like he beats up nerds, or yeah, like he's <laughs> like a. He, like I know the word I want to say, but it's just it, say it. We'll bleep he's it out. A, he's a bully. He he's looks a bully. Okay, like I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, like, douche face. Yeah, he just has that face where you're like, oh god, right? And especially yeah. because the last thing I saw him is him in was the Princess, Princess Diaries, Diaries two. two. Oh. Is he in Cinderella? No, he's not in Cinderella. He's just such like a bleh in that movie. So when when he showed his face on screen, I was like, oh god, here we go. But he actually played this character. Mm-hmm. Well, so th- I just yeah. wanted to start off with the fact that even though I don't really care about his character, he didn't, he played like this yeah. kind of down right. hearted, even though I was a little, well, anywho, go ahead. He's go like ahead. I love Mr. Siegel. And like I thought that, I thought that Luis would have liked Bernie a little bit because he was like a rule follower. I was <laughs> like, this is, this is Luis's kind of guy, right? But, um, C, uh, C Bert. I liked way more because I know that this was called like the finest hours and I'm really glad they did it from both perspectives. But when this movie starts, you get the gist that it's really just going to be about Bernie and how he's going to save the people on this wrecked boat that has split in half. Right? Like, yes, everything he did was extremely heroic and he went over the bar and he found them without a compass and all of this stuff. But you mean he went over the bar, the bar, the bar, bar. Uh, sounds like Andre's Jatham. uncle. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my my uncle, uncle Steve. Steve. Uncle Steve. Yeah, he talks like that. He's, he's from, also from Massachusetts. He's from, yeah. Um, the other guy I felt like was a million times more heroic. Where I was like, wow, I'm like enjoying his perspective way more. So every time they kind of <laughs> cut back to Bernie, I was like, whatever. Oh yeah, a million, <laughs> a million times agree with you with that one because like this guy is literally on half a ship. He's literally knocking on the door of death, and Bernie's nowhere near death y- to that yeah. point. Like yeah. they're cheering about Bernie at the end of the movie. I was like, "What about Seabird?" <laughs> Y'all that know Seabird. Like, yes, don't get me wrong. Bernie went in there. He he saved all thirty-two because he went all the way out there. But if, if Mister Seabird wouldn't have engineered and done the stuff he did, Bernie would have never gotten to him. There there wouldn't have been no thirty-two to save if Seabird hadn't hadn't been there for exactly. sure. Exactly, it took both of them for sure. But I liked his perspective more. So in my opinion. Agreed. This movie reminded me 
which I guess we'll get into plot at some point. Mm. But it yeah, reminds the plot's pretty me of watching Lord of the Rings for the first time. Now, oh. I just have to like put a like a, a pause because I actually really like the Lord of the Rings now, but I remember the first time I watched this movie and especially like the second movie, what is that one? The Two Towers. Two Towers. Mm-hmm. And so you're like watching Frodo go off with the ring and you're like, all right, Frodo, I'm going to take the ring and do your thing. <laughs> and then you see like, oh, Legolas and Aragorn and, and Gimli, Gimli and yeah. they're yeah. doing their thing and they're going to go to get Pippin. Let's and, just keep following and them. Mary. <clears throat> and then he goes back to the lawns and they're going to go up the lawns and uh, okay. <laughs> and then they're going to go and they're going to fight the orcs. And, and then <laughs> like, I agree like, with you. It's like, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like what you're saying. The boat was really interesting. Yeah. I loved uh, watching all that, that stuff. That was like. Which uh, I thought I was going to hate because that's like the Titanic side oh, of Oh, I love Titanic, movie. though. Right. Oh, Titanic's such a good movie. I thought Mm-mm. during this movie several times, like, man, I wish we were watching Titanic instead. We both um, said that because we've been <laughs> wanting to watch it and we we haven't rewatched it yet just because it's so long. But I'm like, I really want to watch Titanic now. Um, I would still watch this over Titanic any day. Come on. Big time. Just watch the second half of the movie. Of There's Titanic. boobs in Titanic, just, man. Just that puts them over this way higher. <laughs> skip way all the higher, love dude. stuff. Just go to the second half. Like, as soon as the ship starts sinking, yep. the best part. I don't know. I saw... Pr- <laughs> Hey. I'm really morbid, guys. It's fine. <laughs> I saw we a pretty exposed ankle, Andre. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was a half an ankle in here. What, the, Miriam went out with, without her coat on. And one there point, you I was go. like, oh, look at her go. Show does. <laughs> Better go get so that coat, girl. I know Emily was like, maybe we'll get into the plot, but here's the plot, okay? <laughs> here we go. We're supposed to feel this love connection between Miriam and Bernie. And I told Andre as soon as the movie started, they're only doing this so that we – feel scared when he goes out on the boat and has to save all of the seamen and i didn't care like it didn't make me like if he had died i would have been like poor miriam like i didn't i didn't care you know what i mean um so sorry about it (laughs) luis what was that no 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 no, no. Uh, stop it moving on so yes i i i agree (laughs) i agree with that point where uh, i think i think i think the part i think the part of this movie um about it being based on a true story so they're they're really trying to incorporate all of these elements that, that must have been that must have been going on during the actual the actual story of, of this of this yeah. movie, um, but I th- I just don't think that they implemented any of it very well. Like in the beginning, they're showing uh uh Chris Pine, what's his name, Bernie, and Bernie. and he's he's meeting up with Miriam for the first time, and they're starting to date or whatever, and people keep bringing up this thing that happened last year. This thing with Landry, this thing that happened where he couldn't save all the other the other dudes on the other ship or whatever, and that's never like really fully explained. And I not think not enough. I think that th- that's an opportunity for them in this movie for them to have cut back, shown him in that situation versus how he ends up in the situation at the end of this movie, and we can see how his character has grown. And, and that would have given us some character been development. Been more scared for him. Right. Agreed. Because you know at. When when we watch him in this role, present time, he looks semi-defeated. Right. And the people that he works with, FYI, the Coast Guard, seem to not have lost faith in him. Yeah. But my first... It ain't like, his fault. The, well, and that's the thing. My Y'all first thought in this is like... I mean, I'm not trying to act like I know everything about the Coast Guard, but like, I'm trying to equate it to like a fireman. Yeah. Okay. 
you go into situations knowing the risks. You know that you will probably not save every single person mm-hmm. every single time. And that you could die. And that you could die. Right. So I'm confused as to why everyone is so mad. Everyone. That he that wasn't he, able to save That them. he didn't save all these people when I'm like, he probably has saved however many other people like doing other things. And it didn't, it didn't seem like what he whatever he did or didn't do back at the time for the Landry thing was even his fault. Like it seemed like he like couldn't, get, he over just couldn't get over the bar because it was too stormy and he probably would have died. And he probably tried. Well, or was called back and was given direct orders to not go out there and do but it. But they didn't give us any of that, so we're all speculating and literally yeah. have no idea. That's yeah. why it's very confusing. Exactly. And 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 for and, and people are holding grudges against him, like yeah. major grudges. Uh, my sister, she's living with me now, so that's your fault because you didn't save my her her husband. My and brother, then that direct dude comes like, back and is like giving them information. It's very it's confusing. Like, Don't you on? think instead you should be like, thanks for trying? Yeah. Like I don't think if some like let let's say hypothetically we were in some burning building mm-hmm. and s- so some of us died. I wouldn't go to the people who tried to save him and been like, "You you messed up." No, like that's right. like a first like responder. Weird. Like if yeah. like the EMT comes to your house and for example your grandma's dying, mm-hmm. you're not going to be like, "You let her die." You didn't save her. Like um no, he did everything he could right. and you know, but I think people do that. But like in this I situation, especially with bizarre. the like it's the freaking coast guard, I wanted to be like, "You get on your ship and go out there, dude." I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's so very bizarre. It, all all of this to say that it just it, it really doesn't give us a lot to to go with here for for Bernie and his character going forward throughout the, the entirety of the movie basically. So he starts off and he's all like humble and kind of shy and stuff like that and he's like uh, f- flirting around with this girl but he, even then he doesn't really want to commit cuz he thinks that if he marries her then he's going to possibly end up making her a widow or something like that. Well, like, and I the think best that's part the of that, that I think that's, that's what the best we part is that we don't know that that is the fear because in the movie, plot-wise, literally, you see them on the first date. Mm-hmm. Then it cuts to a couple like months, six months later, later, maybe. And they're at a dance, and he's teaching her how to dance, and it's very cute. cute. Like I'm liking it or whatever. And they're she, vibing. And she literally is like, "Will you marry me? Will you marry me?" And kind of first it of like all, weird for the fifties. Well, it's well, yeah. It's weird for the fifties. It's weird for the viewer because they didn't give us enough to like think that this was. That is it real? Have y'all said yeah. I love you yet? Are you yeah. living together? What's Ex- going on? Exactly. I have no idea. And then immediately he says no. So and then it's doesn't offer any explanation. None. <laughs> so it's like, oh, 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 that's where we well, are. And then okay. when he goes after her outside and he's like trying to talk to her, he's like, okay, fine. We'll get married if that's what's going to make you happy. And I was like, is this a pity Mary now? Exactly. Now like, right. um, what we, I think and he, what we were kind of – what they were wanting us to feel is, like, he probably – because he made a comment of, like, the storm's coming and, like, you know, something, something, something. So maybe he, like, was like, I don't want to marry her if I am going to die right now. Like, I mean, it's only been a few months. There's a storm coming. You don't know. Right. Something, something. So it made it sound like he didn't want to marry her in case he died. 
Which I'm thing. cool with that fear. I get but it. Like, but say like, that? Yeah, I don't know. Or just, give us the context for that. Yes. Because later in the movie, we see this single mother who helps out Miriam, right? And she's, she's got two kids, and the kids are always, you know, yapping into whatever in the backseat. <laughs> <And, laughs> I laughed at that. I won't <laughs> lie. I was like, hey. Yeah. And <laughs> got it, that. It turns out that her late husband was one of the people who went out on the landry and, and died, died in the water or something like that, I and think. And she or maybe is gracious. Was who died. Right. He was supposed to get rescued. And she was gracious towards Bernie. She was right. like, yeah, Did he's a great guy. That? He tried. She was like, well, you know, he tried what he... But then the brothers met like the brother is like so oh, I can't even believe I can't even believe you're, you're helping Bernie. You're helping Bernie. Bernie went out there and tried to save your husband and he failed and, and now you want to help him. I was like, what are you talking and about? The, Wait the, for this. Luis is upset and like, what was this brother-in-law to him? Right? Is he more upset because like he now has his nagging sister who he can't stand? <laughs> or I'm pretty sure his brother-in-law was his best friend. You know? There's yeah. No explanation. There's no explanation. For, Luis for was like, is it his brother or or her brother? And who who? Oh yeah, Who's for the in-law? For like, a split I'm second, I, the way he was so angry made me think that it was his it brother. Was his brother, right? It might have been. He refers to her as his sister. Yeah, which I think it's which his in-law. Could make sense. That, like think, the sister no, it, is his in-law. It makes it makes me think that it's his sister that's his in-law, right? Not the brother who passed. But like, this is who easy knows? stuff to fix. Yes. Like, don't make. They should have explained the it. The fact that we care so much about that part yeah. is really. Like, piss me off. Yeah, like that really is telling that the rest of the movie is like gaping in holes too for yeah. us to care about this. So it, it kind of all just like circles around the fact that I don't really know what Bernie's motivations are. Like I, I understand that he wants to save these people yeah. um, because it's his job, number one, but also because he feels like he had a failure in his past. But I really wish I had seen much more of that, that past failure. And I- even if they hadn't shown it to me directly, they definitely could have given us context through more of these conversations. but Like a two-sentence thing. Like, it didn't have to be a big deal. Every single time they bring up the past failure, it's super-duper vague. And I just don't get... Uh, what happened, man? And then also... <laughs> well, too, and you, you want to know the best part? Is because this is based on a true story, it... That is a truism. Mm-hmm. Like, he had a failure in his past. Like, just say what the heck it was. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know why Like, they... we'll talk about what the actual failure was in real life, but, like, why couldn't you just say, like, it was X, Y, Z? It's not like they were even taking it off script of what actually happened in real life. So and then there was, odd. like, a weird ra- random dude that just pops out of nowhere in his Coast Guard crew, and he just... You get a aura that he doesn't like him the for whatever Richie, reason. Richie guy. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and so I'm like, what? Why? What's what the relationship here? What's what's going on? Why is he acting like this? It's and he is real pissy, like the whole time, the entire movie. And and they never give you any proper context for why. But at some point, he starts to like respect Bernie, and then they're like brothers. And at the end, Richie is like, "Good job out there, Bernie," or whatever. And it's like, okay, my guess, <laughs> you like, respect him now. Fantastic. <laughs> I don't understand what the. I mean, cool. my guess is this: that Bernie went out there, tried to save him, couldn't get over the bar, but in trying to do so, um, that guy and a couple of other dudes were with him, and they capsized, and they had a rough time coming back. I guess. But it well, doesn't that is such it again. Yeah, that is such a, like, stretch. Not so much that it's a stretch in that situation, mm-hmm. but, like, the fact that you have to make that up is an issue. Right. Like, For well, sure. and especially, too, that if he really is as skilled as he is, like, poised to be, mm-hmm. 
then why are people not wanting him on their boat? Like it's not yeah, his fault. Yeah, it doesn't he, make any sense. Like uh, uh, for, from one like scene the to the water bug. from one scene to the next, they'll go like, "Oh well, Bernie, Bernie's going out there. He knows what he's doing. He 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 knows these waters. He's never gonna get lost." And then the the next scene over is like, "Well, <laughs> you know what happened in Landry, dude. You know, okay, those people are not gonna make it if Bernie goes out there." <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, it just it just doesn't make a a ton of. Uh, plot line sense the, the 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 fact that they're throwing in all this old landry stuff i i would have i wish that they would have either left it out completely yep. just not brought it up not mentioned it or fully explained it yeah. so that we could you know know what was going on and his head. similarly i feel like they could have left it out completely and gave given us more like maritime understanding yes because you have to have i think you have to have at least a little bit of understanding about boats, like boats, oceans, and oceans, and like Currents, what a shoal is, and how like I had to look up what a shoal was. I googled yeah. what a shoal was. I googled what a chapa means, and, and like <laughs> the bar. Like yeah. I know what a sandbar is. The, the, back. the back. I know Sand what back. a bar is, but only because I've been snorkeling. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like they could have like cut out a lot and put in more like explanation. Like, maybe he's explaining it to her because she's quote unquote never been on a boat. Maybe right. she doesn't know about the stuff. Yeah. Like, you're just assuming the viewer knows what all these things are, and they talk about this Chatham bar like 900 times. And I'm like, what but if you is don't know the bar, what the heck dude? it is, <laughs> you're dude, just like, you okay, it's dangerous, I guess. You got more maritime explanation from Marlon from Finding Nemo. Yeah. Like, for sure. For sure. You know? Absolutely. For, for sure, sure, Luis. Still love the movie, though. Are those those don't touch the butt. Um... <laughs> so, <laughs> Luis, you gotta go get some. Co- okay, FYI, Luis is eating some cookies right now that are really for me, mm. and he is eating them. And Michelle's like, "Is that a cookie?" Michelle sees an opportunity, and then he and again. then he, he didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> like you could have just said yes or no. She sees the biscuit opportunity. <laughs> she but Michelle take sees it. another opportunity p- yeah. to. Uh, Take away some food from one of my family. Oh my god, that is so from dramatic. But says, says that Luis ate the cookies and they're supposedly for Emily. That's right. He's That's what she said. They I said, said those are my cookies. Go get her the other set of my cookies and give them to her. <laughs> it's true. They are supposed to be for you, but there's an unwritten rule in this house. Okay. That oh? If you go a whole week without touching them and mm. I get them, you can't be mad. Boom. That's a rule? That's the unwritten that's rule. That's Luis's unwritten rule, <laughs> apparently, because that's why none of my treats are ever there when I go for them. One week and then gobble, 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 gobble. Good gobble. God. Hashtag Sometimes that does happen where Andre <laughs> Andre will, like, eat the leftover food in the fridge, and then he'll text me, like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. too late. You had your chance, and you didn't <laughs> take it. <laughs> I freaking dig that. Anywho. So, anyway, um, another problem. It's in a box in a bag. you got to get real fancy <laughs> to open these cookies. Another problem that I had was was kind of with Miriam's, um, her motivation and her, her plot line. Yeah, I think I think Bernie and Miriam are supposed to be like the A and B plot lines of this movie, whereas uh, Seabert, the dude on the boat, is like the C plot, but he should be the A plot, and these two should be A and, or yeah, B and C. Yeah, that guy was definitely, so definitely. M- Miriam, she should have like not even had a plot. She should have been like yeah, the background. Yeah, because... She she tries to take on like the wife in Togo's role, right? Where yeah. after he goes out, then she starts getting in everybody's face. Like, where is he? Where is he going? Is he safe? Is he going to be all right? And they're all just like, lady, you can't be in here. You got to go. You got to be gone. And so we spend just like a lot of time following her around, but she's not really doing anything or accomplishing anything. No. She she goes to 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 the, the Coast Guard headquarters, and she's like, I need to speak with Commander 
Clough or whatever his name, Eric Banner. Eric Banner. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk to the Hulk. And um, <laughs> and she she doesn't she doesn't at first. She's like, well, yeah. you, you you can't do that. Why don't you sit in here? And she's like, yeah. okay, well I'll sit in here. And they were like, none um, of the other wives do this. And I right. was like, okay, calm I was down. Like, okay. So here, here we go. Here's going to be her time to shine. She's really going to show these boys up. Uh, f- feminism. And then uh, that doesn't happen. She like goes to talk to C- Commander Club. And he's like, you can't be in here. Get out of here. And she's like, tell him to come back. And he's like, no. <laughs> tell him to come back. No. Tell him to turn the ball around. He's like, no, get out of here. And then she just gets out of there. <laughs> I mean, I would have rather that have just been cut out completely yes. because it served at least for like – I'm going to call it literary purposes, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like storytelling purposes. Yeah. It, it serves no purpose. No, none. She doesn't. And maybe l- she really was a character, but like, I don't need a non-feminine character doing. Being whiny. Just, yeah. Like, just like whining around. Like, it, it, it's almost, I want, I almost wonder who wrote her part or, and if it, if it was super accurate to what actually happened, because like they, they basically show her go in there and fail. Right. Uh, she fails to, to get him to convince him to come back, even though a little bit later, I think he does try to get them to, to turn around or whatever yes. over the radio. Not, not because of anything that she said at all. Um, it's because the other boat that went out, cause there was I, one of the plot points we missed, which is pretty much the most interesting thing to me in this mm-hmm. whole damn movie. And they only say it like that. There's a, two boats. Yes. So, okay. So this is like a, redi- it's a crazy storm, crazy boat though. This boat is freaking huge. Huge like cargo it's a, ship. Just crazy cargo ship. And, and it, oil oh, an oil tanker. Right. You're right. It breaks in half. Okay. Yes. Boom. That's the first thing. Half and then sinks. Those fun are dead. Half goes yes. down. Bye bye. So then they're like, "Oh my God, nobody's gonna be able to get us." Blah blah blah. And then we realize we keep hearing about like this half broken off tanker. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a rescue. And then we realize that there was actually two cargo oil whatever two tankers, giant tankers out in the split ocean. In Split in half in a very relatively Whole close within area. Within like 45 miles that of, storm of one another. Bad. So this storm is like kicking some booty. It's tearing these ships apart. So the crazy thing to me is that both of these happen at the exact same time. And mm-hmm. now the Coast Guard has split their, well, and they're like, what do you call that? Like their, their efforts. They efforts. don't know about the one boat because Not they're confused as to why they see two points on the radar yes. that are too far apart because if the boat split in half, they would be next to ne- each other. Yeah, near. So yeah. they were like, well, I guess we'll go get that one. Yeah. And they were just like, I don't really get why this other blip is here. But then that man in his house had heard yes. the horn and they and he's like, he knew you guys, the distress signal. there's another ship, I think. And so they don't even right. have confirmation that there is another ship. Like they're right. just going out there hoping they're going to run into something. Which is also really crazy. That's why it was like really confusing to me. Okay, so so we see um, the one ship, the one that Casey Affleck is on. We see his ship break in half. All right, I, I we see the half of the ship sink or whatever, right? And then we see his half float off into the to the rest of the water. In my mind, the ship broke in half, and they saw the two blips. One blip was one half of the ship. The other blip was the other half of the sure. ship. And that they had sent all of their Coastal Guard effort out to the half of the ship that had already sunk. And no, I was like, so oh, they so they're just like out there that. wasting their time. Yeah. But yeah. Th- it was the other ship. Right. There was two ships. But I, I, I didn't get that. It was <laughs> the other half of another ship. It was. It only, was two, only half of each ship survived. <laughs> right. So there's two halves, two halves of two different ships two out ships. there. And another Coast Guard went out to the other ship 
But remember, they had said, like, a lot of the men had jumped and died. And, like, there was four men there who have hypothermia. So they only saved, like, four people from that ship. Yes. And that's what Miriam heard on the radio and assumed that that was Bernie, who had also taken four men out on a rescue mission. Yes. Yes. Right. Because they didn't, nobody else knew about this other ship. Besides that dude who was like, no, nah, I heard something. Regardless of all this. Who is also the guy who doesn't like Bernie. Yes. Which is so confusing <laughs> to me. Like, what? Yeah, I know. And then he's like, it's not because of me that your husband's out there. And she's like, yeah, it is. It's weird. You heard it's, just all, it's just really weird. Yeah, it's it's really weird. And, and to me, really confusing. Yes. Like, they should have much more easily Simplified. differentiated. Maybe they should have included the ships. other ship too and I would have been like, oh, that ship. Maybe just okay, a scene with ship. different guys in different yeah, yeah, outfits yeah. or different uniforms or something. Just or so like I could just see. have them or just the a Coast different Guard language or something. Or like just the Coast easy. Guard like saving that ship and realizing there's only four people left and then them calling and be like, hey, we got so and so and so. Right. That would have exactly. been like a little less confusing. But I, I think this movie could have used a lot more clarity in its storytelling. Um, Agreed. But alas, we finally figure out that that's the ship he's saving. So they are able to get over the bar, which is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. It was pretty um, freaking scary. So, yeah. Emily, yes, the reason the bar is so dangerous is because it's like, uh, think of Finding Nemo where they're like, the drop-off. It's like that. Oh, no, yeah. And right. here's the best part. Wow, is I, I, just I like how I'm using Finding Nemo now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's actually, that was very good, Lou. Yeah. I just finished watch, watching, excuse me, reading Where the Crawdads Sing. Okay. And that book is based off of the coast of North Carolina. Now, I realize it's not the same part of the coast at all, but it's still the east coast of the United Mm -hmm. States. And this particular coast where the book is placed is very rugged and is marshland. Mm -hmm. So for them, there's constant changing in the sandbar. Mm -hmm. So literally, so much of this book was talking about the sandbar. So I had just finished this the day before. (laughs) We watched this movie. But they called it a sandbar. Yeah. So I'm over here like, oh, well, let's change the sandbar. She's going to crash right in. We're going to break off half the boat. Right? Yeah. Because if (laughs) if you don't get over that (laughs) giant wave that's coming in from the actual mainstream ocean, then, yeah, it's going to pull you back and you're going to hit well, and the you roll underground over. and, and you're going to really crack. Co- what's really crazy here, too, is like the importance of the tide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like high the tide, tide has if, to if be it's high tide. Yeah, you're going to get over it. But it was not high tide then. Like, but they also didn't they say didn't explain a lot of, of that in the movie until the end where they're like, wait, we guess we got over the bar. It was high tide. Your boy over here right. is landlocked. OK, I don't know nothing about no shoals. I don't know well, nothing about no tides. Audrey's okay? so sweet. He was <laughs> like. Uh, he was like, I know what a shoal is. I know what a shoal is. And I was like, what is it? He's like, it's like a shallow place in in the ocean. He was like, you remember that one time we were snorkeling and we went out in the middle of the ocean and then it was shallow and then we, it was like stingrays or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, we swam with some manta rays like in the mm-hmm. middle of the ocean because there was a sandbar yeah. in the middle. I'm like, well, they didn't say sandbar. They said shoal and I didn't know what the heck a shoal was, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting because they always change because of the tide. So yeah. right. they're going to be moving. So you can never, you know that generally there it will be in this general area, but you mm. don't know where they are so you can navigate them. Because right. when the tide moves, it's moving the sand underneath the water. And they ain't got no compass right now. So Oh, yeah. And that. Yeah. And it's nighttime. And yeah, that's uh, the thing that was freaking me out when he was like, okay, cut the headlight because we're going to have a better chance of just like going with the tide and whatever seeing and i'm just thinking in my head like the if moon. it is so stormy you're not seeing anything the moon the but if it was so stormy Louise, i don't think they would even see the moon yeah it's pitch black i'm convinced for them well it's think pitch about black. it kind of like it, 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 wait, wait, if you guys were 
if it's pitch black out there mm-hmm. and you have your headlights, like there's literally no other lights out there. Yeah. You're almost blinded by the headlights and you're just looking. You're there. just very Tunnel focused vision. on, on I get what, it, what but I'm just thinking in my on. head like okay. they're just floating. They're just floating. I feel that. For sure. That's all they're doing. They they're honestly just floating until they hope they find something. And he did have a good strategy of like, I'm just going to c- try to go with the current because if they've shifted down a couple miles or whatever, he's very knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, but then in my head, I kept thinking like it was making me nervous when he like could kind of sense the shift there. And I was like, turn on your light. You're going to hit it. You're going to die. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus. It was cool <sighs> to watch uh, Bernie, Chris Pine, pilot this ship through through all these waves. That, that I think this is probably the coolest part of the movie. Dude, that, that was like a little bathtub boat, man. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know how that was a dinghy. It's a very small, very, very small boat. And like when they were first getting in it, I was like, I think one of the characters even says, like, we're going to take this boat to a bigger boat, right? And <laughs> I was right there with him. Like, <laughs> and this I was is like, a joke. Yeah, that, that, that has to be what we're doing. And they, they must have refuted it at the time. But I still was believing that they were going to have to get on a bigger boat at some point. Because, nope. like, how are you going to rescue anybody with this thing? That's why you they got helicopters in the Coast Guard now. Like, geez. You better get two more dudes on this thing. You're going to supposed to save all these people? But they did. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> but but watching Except for one. but watching Chris Pine pilot through pilot through these waves, he's like gearing up and going faster and slower as he's reaching each of these waves, and it, and it really shows that he like knows what he's doing. Uh, as you said, he's very knowledgeable. He's he's smart. He feels the ocean. He he's, can feel the force. He's, of the he's ocean. really into <laughs> it. I'm like, how did he fail last time? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Show. Like, I wish we we knew that there was like something that distracted him, or right. he, you know just had bad luck I know, you know what i'm gonna go in his defense even if he did try last time and got scared and came back ain't no one blaming you buddy because as i was watching that i was like i would have been pooping my pants oh. hardcore i <laughs> also, told Louise i ain't so never going on no cruise well there's like <laughs> a lot of well i it's so interesting you say that because my family we go on a cruise like every christmas we're not this year obviously <laughs> but there was that last year where there was a storm on the boat and Andre was uh-huh. losing his mind in the middle of the night. Michelle like, was asleep. Yeah, and I sleep uh, through anything. The boat was a rocking, okay? Like hardcore rocking. Hardcore Why don't you rocking. wake her up? My first thing would have been like, Louise, if I'm going to suffer, suffer too. Well, okay. Whoa. She's not lying. She can't <laughs> and, go to sleep. So she wakes funny my, because my re-read up <laughs> and I got to work the next day. <laughs> my grandma always books the rooms on the lower levels because she gets so seasick. Because mm. if you're on the upper levels and you're in a storm, that's way worse because you are tipping. Oh, tipping, sure. That makes tipping. sense. Yeah. So I think that's why I didn't really wake up because mm. it probably wasn't moving as much. Because we went to lunch or dinner or something the next day. Oh, we went to a brunch the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some people at our table and they were like, oh, I was up all night. Everybody was on the stairs. They're like throwing up because they were like on level 11. And they oh. said it was so bad. And I'm like, wow, that's terrifying. The very first time I went on a cruise, too, there was a storm in the middle of the night, and I was just hysterically crying because I was like, why do people do this? And that's why I didn't wake her up. There's no need for no extra crying. I had my <laughs> eyes on the on the, on the the safety jackets, the, the life jackets or whatever. I knew exactly where they were. If yeah, they make you do that safety thing at the beginning that everybody the complains boat, about. Well, I, then I would have woken her up. But if I had just woken her up, it would have just been a whole bunch yeah. of nonsense for several more hours Yeah. Um, for no reason. It's not, it, it, it is scary. My anxiety is already high because the boat is a rocket and if she's awake and just freaking out it's it's but we're a tripping. giant boat and they're like that tiny boat so when i'm watching it there's moments where the boat was literally completely under the water like submerged in the water and andre was like no no <laughs> oh. <laughs> no I would have died of hypothermia before I even got to the regular boat. (laughs) 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 They're like, Andre, go out there. Save them. Okay. I'm dead. What what about that one guy that was right in the middle of that thing? And it's a mean wave. He he flies like five. 
10 feet in the air, <laughs> hits that thing, and he's like, I lost me hot. This is why they needed <laughs> I to. I lost me They needed I to have way more maritime uh, explanations. <laughs> they they have a dude sitting at the very front of the boat. The very he, front. He's, he's, the, he's, he's the sitting, spotlight. He's sitting in a hole in in the very front of the boat. He does not have the spotlight. The guy behind him has the spotlight. So what is that dude doing? I don't know. Me and neither. I don't understand why he's sitting there as they're rushing through waves. And I kept <laughs> saying, like, he's literally going to get, like, body capitated. Like, yeah. They're going to come up from out of the water, and the top half of him is not going to be there anymore. <laughs> like, when the boat was understand. under the water, like, I get what the current is going to pop back up. But, like, still, like... How uh, did he not, like, get sucked out or plunged in? You could have. He, he got lucky, Emily. I just straight up. Oh, but like why was he in there in the first place? Like what was why he, is what, that a job? What kind of work because was he his doing? Commanding officer said, "Go out there." Hey, go get in that hole, dog. But what <laughs> job <laughs> is that? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't. Listeners, if you want to educate us, <laughs> good God, who know, here knows maritime law. What does that dude do? Maritime, maritime law? law. Does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Probably not. But whatever. So anyway, they after after a treacherous look up nineteen forties coast guard <laughs> <laughs> after a treacherous um uh journey through through all these waves, and they should have been. Dead. That guy went up ten feet, oh and he smacked back down. Like, oh, yeah, he and then he's complaining about his hat, and Andre was like, "The hat ain't saving you from no hypothermia <laughs> anyway." You mean that that soaked beanie that you had on that wasn't providing any warmth or cover at all from the I'm rain sorry, and he was snow? Goodness, I was my hat. So oh. at this point, they they do eventually get there. So I want us to go now to the other perspective. So these men on the boat, okay, Seabert, Seabert. <gasps> So, Siebert, um, at first, you know, I'm still it, you, about he worked guy in the boat. <laughs> he works in the um, in the engineering in the engineering uh, at the bottom of the boat. Mm -hmm. You know, just like in Titanic, where everyone there dies first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he, you can tell they're in a storm, and he's telling the captain up there, like, we need to slow down. We need to slow down. There's a crack fast. in the there's a crack in the engine hole. It's not going to keep whatever. And it sounds like his captain is just not listening to him and doesn't care. Right. So Andre and I were like, who is this captain? Like, right, where the captain at? He, what's, what's going on with this guy? And I, I said, he can die. I don't care about that captain. Well, he probably did die. Yeah, he must because the next thing you know, oh, no, he was on the they, other half uh, of They like, feel something, and they kind of are all moving around. And they tell so-and-so. They're trying to call the captain and tell him again, like, yep. we need to slow down. And so Siebert tells some other guy, go tell the captain, like, personally, that we need to slow down. <laughs> well, he opens the door to half the ship gone. No, but that was after that well didn't hold. Right. I know. It already it already, it yeah, already so that's why he open. was like, we need to go tell him now, and we need to slow it down. Taking on water. Um, yeah, half your ship's gone. And then this scene was scary because he's, like, looking at the other half of the ship sinking. And I was like, or this could go really bad, and it's going to crash into them. Both yeah. things are going to sink. It's right. going to explode. But like, all this stuff where I was like, oh, my God. Exactly. What kept me, like, just jaw-dropped was... The nose of that ship was now facing the middle of the cut ship. I know. So yeah, as it had split, split all the way around. It did a circle, uh, like 180, mm -hmm. if, you, if that's what it is. And then was like the nose of the ship was literally coming straight to them. Right. It looked like it was going to crash right into them. But I, I, I guess it, it didn't. And then they, they just floated yeah, along in their merry sunk way. Yeah, that half is sunk. And I'm, I'm going to assume there were probably no survivors from that half of the ship. Um, that is my <laughs> assumption. Um, um, accurate. Yeah. So <laughs> then probably we kind yeah. of get this divide, right? There's, there's another guy on the ship who I think seems higher up. I, I don't really know 
sure. what his name was or whatever. But he's trying to convince all the other people that they should just get on the lifeboats. And it's so funny because Andre, who doesn't know much about water and storms, was, was like, know, heck, yeah, I'm getting on a lifeboat. And I was like, no, no, babe, you would not get on a lifeboat. Right. And he was like, yes, I would. <laughs> and then in the scene where they put down the lifeboat and it broke. And I said, you see why you wouldn't get on the lifeboat now? And he was like, yeah. Well, OK. So Maybe in normal circumstances not without the storm. Not sure, the like storm. I told him, I was like, you would last five seconds out there in a storm on that yeah, lifeboat. No. You were a goner. Right. That's the, that's the thing. So th- this this scene arises and all the guys are they're they're having this this split discussion or whatever right here you can have these it's okay <coughs> they were having they were having this split discussion lifeboats lifeboats or stay on this half a boat and uh, <laughs> and in my mind half a boat um seemed like the worst the worst scenario you know um and so for in on trace so like yeah i was like okay yeah let's 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 pull down lifeboats let's get on those because i'm guessing that this half a boat is not going to stay but in a storm as as well for them they were Honest. Let me finish. Okay. So, <laughs> so they're having this discussion, and I'm on lifeboat, team of the lifeboats. And then Seabird comes in, and he explains that, like, bros, if we get on those lifeboats, they're going to crush us to death. And then I go, oh, okay, I guess I don't want to be on a lifeboat. But the other guys, they don't, they don't listen to Seabird. They, they, he's like an outcast. He's, he's married to the boat or whatever. They think he's weird. So it, nobody I was listening to the man married to the boat. Me yes. too. Okay. Like, yeah. So that, that's the difference between me and these other guys is that – they're they're just not listening and they're scared obviously or whatever but but they're like we're we're gonna put down a lifeboat and so they go out there and they try to do that and then Seabird goes out there to save them he takes an axe he cuts the lifeboat off when the lifeboat falls it immediately crashes and breaks into a gajillion pieces Millions right up pieces. A, right up against the boat and he's like uh, you see that that would have been your heads he's like I <laughs> saved your life if you did and that. then some of them are like thank you thank you and then the one dude is like. Uh, our life is in your hands now. I hope you didn't just kill us. And I was like, the he literally just saved. He's <laughs> from Once Upon a Time. Do you remember him? Who was he a bad he? guy? I can't remember who he I plays. I think he was. No, he wasn't a dwarf. No, I, can't I remember almost who he just played, said, was he a dwarf? I don't know. So maybe he was, Emily. Maybe. But anyways, I was like, shut up. He just saved you. And And for his plan to work, he wants to like rig up this stern he thingy, wants to whatever. make a tiller like yeah. a manual one a manual which is a great idea yeah, in mean, his defense and he's saying literally the only hope we have because we only have three feet of water left before the air vents and the water pumps start stop working and the power goes out and then you're just kind of up to the wave of the ocean it's going to mm-hmm. sink you know he's like we need to blow the horn as many times as possible and we need to rig this up to get to the shoal we need to run we need it to aground. we don't we need to run it aground we need to stay in place so that they can hopefully get to us if they're not in the current. All of this is like a very good idea. He needs as many hands on deck as possible. And listen to Michelle like reciting this like real good. You a seabird. I know. I love I love water <laughs> stuff, guys. Okay. Like one time when we went on the ship, we did like a whole backstage tour of the ship and like met the captain and stuff, and it was like the best day ever. She like, oh yeah. I love this kind of stuff. Captain Michelle. Um, oh, I would have been like, we could have taken I'm definitely an like a seahorse. <laughs> I like I, I hey, love guys, water. Guys, stuff. guys, quiet down. Captain's teaching. So he does it all very successfully, Uh but he needs the help of all those men. So it's a good thing they stayed. Um, But they still at that point, once they finally get to the shoal, the clock is just ticking. Like, that's all they have behind yeah, them. Yeah, time is just running out. I think originally he was like, we have like four or five hours. And, I mean, it definitely took them that long to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know? There's a couple of very scary scenes where the boat is just uh, acting up and nature is, is, is attacking it and stuff is just flying. There's barrels coming down at 70 miles an hour. You got, yeah, there was the like head. dudes hanging from the rafters. <laughs> so I was like, oh, jeez. Well, oh, and there oh was multiple God. times where I was like, you yeah. know someone 
like died. Sworn someone got hit by you know what I mean? Like you know tiller. somebody died at that point because there's no way that every single person exactly. missed that huge beam. That no, for moving, sure. The chains are going. It's, it's, it's a disaster in there. For sure. But they but they get there and and the Coast Guard people find us. But I was way more interested in all of that. Like sure. we didn't go that detailed into it, but like all of that was like cool. I was like, I like this part of the movie. Right. But I wish it was way more of the movie. It was only like thirty five percent of the movie. Agreed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I was like, All right. Miriam got a whole twenty five percent. Well, to and herself. that was the <laughs> thing. So we yeah. kept going back and forth between like Uber high drama mm-hmm. and then confusing melodrama yes yeah. you know so it didn't it didn't I uh, like if you're gonna like anxiety film me like mm-hmm. let's just freaking see everything that's happening on the boat from every single person's perspective like titanic in, yeah i mean right. since you're insisting on giving me 32 Give me characters all of these characters you yeah. know because let's just do it yeah. like what is his name wally west yeah, El- Eldrin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was his name? El- Eldrin. Eldrin. I believe that's his name. In the, the one movie. they were calling Pop. No, 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 no. The the young black kid. Oh yeah, yeah. On the boat. Uh, Elron. Yeah. Elron. 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 Elron Hubbard. I think so. I don't know. Wally <laughs> West. He's Wally yeah, West. Wally from West from the Flash. He's a Flash. He um, like you feel sympathy for him because he's obviously the youngest person on the boat. Mm-hmm. He's like <laughs> the chef's assistant. <laughs> yeah, he's very, right. He's I'm very laughing scared. because of something Andre said. So oh, <laughs> what did you say? So towards the end, I'll let him say they're, it. They're all getting rescued. They're getting onto Bernie's tiny little boat and um. Elrond is up there and he's like, I don't know, man, I'm scared. And Michelle's like, oh, no, what's, what's wrong? You think he had a traumatic experience with the water? Well, and I said something. I was like, is he like a special kid? They're like treating him so differently. Yeah. But now that like, you're telling me he's a chef assistant, I get it. Okay, and now, I, now they, I get it. They treated him like a little brother. Like yeah. yeah. Right. They just yeah. treated him like he was much younger and stuff. Yeah. But in my mind, I was like, he's so scared. Like, they're so almost talking to him like he has special needs. Yeah. But now that you're saying he's like a chef, yeah, he knows nothing about boats. He's probably yeah, terrified. No, I, think I get he was that. just like the chef's assistant. Yeah, but this kid. is what. I was like, uh, no, they, he's just the the young black kid on the on the boat, and they trying to get get him to get in this water. I'd be exactly the same. <laughs> oh, oh, I gotta get down that ladder, and then I gotta jump to the boat. <laughs> Y'all can just leave me here. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> um, but like, we could have gotten more from him. Like, I didn't sure. need to just see him be a scared kid. Right. Like, okay, he could have like, done something cool. A yeah, little bit earlier. or just not been in the movie. Yeah, like, that too. like he could have just been a background person. But like, then you have like the chef. Like, I'm I'm supposed to care because he is the only person who perishes. Yes. So like, tiny, like tiny, the big old <laughs> butcher man. Yes. Like, so I should care more about him. But the only notable thing he does is sing. The people all said, "Sit down, sit down. You're rocking the boat. Fantastic. Like, yeah. that's the <laughs> one thing that you're gonna be known for in this movie. And then he yeah. didn't even feed them. Yeah, like, where, where was the food at, man? Like, if you got food, like feed your dudes. Come on, Chef Tiny. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so they're 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 doing the rescue mission. They're in the they're in the the, the throes of it. Um, at one point, Bernie's like, "How many people can we put on this boat?" <laughs> and they're like, "Uh, we could probably take 12. And they're like, "There's 32 dudes up there." It's like, "Okay, we could take like 22 tops." And then they're like, "There's still eight guys left." Like, all right, we're either we all die or we all live. That's that's what it's got to be. So all that's when he dudes, decided to not be a rule, a breather, be a rule breaker. Right. All all of these dudes are attempting to get on this boat. When Tiny goes down the ladder, he oh yeah, I don't know what happens. He tries to jump off. He slips and the and the wave just and the wave just takes him and just crashes his entire body into the rocks or the shoal or the boat or whatever. And they're they're like, well, we can't go back for him. Well, no, he drowned immediately, probably. So they save everybody but Tiny. 
they get all 30 of these dudes onto this boat, including the four that, that came to save them. And, um, and then they, they make their way back. I, th- back I thought to that Seabert was going to stay on the ship, but he didn't. Me, so right. did we. Because they were too. like, you can be the last one. And I was like, he's married to this boat. He's going to stay on it. We kept but saying, like, we right. kept saying like you know, the captain goes down with the boat uh-huh. type of a thing. And even though he wasn't the captain, he seemed so he attached took on to that it. that captain role. Yeah. You could tell good. he was definitely sad when he got off. And then I thought, I thought they were at least going to mention, like, no, guys, I'll stay here because the weight that, that you know, you guys need to have less weight 100%. on the boat. Or, well, they, didn't, yeah. they didn't bring it up. He's like, all right, I'm coming. <laughs> I, when I told Andre, I was like, obviously, they're going to have to pick some of them to stay and they're going to have to take volunteers or something. But that didn't happen. Right. They mentioned at one point, like, maybe we can leave some of them here and then come back. And then they, they decide not to do that. And I guess it all works out because they, they I all know. I'm, I'm like, wow, that's like very good um, lucky stars right <laughs> yeah. there. Someone yeah. was praying. Well, like, I think the thing is that the storm had started started to subside by this yeah. point like the, all on their trip back to to uh massachusetts proper or whatever they the the storm is, is slowing down so they're having much less of those waves that but they have to which is speed good, through but the thing that's even worse is like okay you get rescued from this boat you're not rescued yet you're still in a storm now on a dinghy mm-hmm. and you have to get all the way back mm-hmm. now you have no compass and you're entrusting your life in bernie who you're like, well, hope he knows how to come back. Right. But Seabert is like, all right, like, you got it. And I think Seabert is like, well, he got all the way here. Like, he can obviously get back. Kind of like how he is. You I know what so. I mean? Well, but and this is one thing that really, <laughs> uh, Luis and I almost, no, we didn't fight over it. But it was like w- a moment of contention for me in this movie. Like, where I actually got mad. Mm-hmm. Because you constantly are hearing a back and forth between Eric Bana at, like, U.S. Coast Guard headquarters, mm-hmm. Coast Guard headquarters, and he's telling him, like, do this, don't do that, blah, 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 right. blah. And he finally, like, calls in and is like, I got all 31 dudes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, my God, right? And everyone's, like, really excited. But it's like, then you feel the, like, oh, my God, we have to come back. Like, right. that same feeling that Michelle just described. And Eric Bana says, like, there is another boat right near you-ish. Kind of near you. Like, near you. Go take them and leave them on that boat and they'll be safe there. Right. And in my head, I'm like, boom. All right. Movie over. Here like, sounds great. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to do our celebration scene on the on the on top the of the boat yep. and we're going to be done. And he's like, no, <laughs> I will take them back to the shore. And Luis okay, had but like, but, but hold on. Okay. Like, Luis had his like reasoning why that would or would not work or whatever. But I'm thinking in my head, like, well, then why even bring it up? Wasn't like, that boat that they were taking them to the broken boat? I kind of uh, The fact that so, we don't know is an issue. I, I also thought it was that one boat that the, the, the sailor from the Navy was waiting for. Right. Yeah. And um, that boat just kind of jumped in the rescue mission and said, you know, hey, we're all here. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I, th- I think in his defense, he probably wasn't confident of getting to that boat without a comp- no compass, compass, but was confident yes. getting back to shore. But I was also under the impression, I think the name of the boat that they said to take him to was the other broken boat and then just wait for that person to come because they were almost there to save them. And I think he was like, no, I'm just oh. going to take him back to shore. See, but like we don't know There's for no sure. But like, I don't know right. if that's He literally sure. could have said, like, because what he said, like what came out of 
what's his name? Bernie. Bernie's what came mouth. out of Bernie's mouth was, you just got off one boat. I'm not going to go put you on another boat. And Ryan I understand. was like, he's not going to put you on another broken boat. But uh, like I said, this was my interpretation. Well, and I understand like that sentiment, mm-hmm. but he could have said something like. I lost my compass. I have no way of getting there. You guys are st- safer. Like, I feel more confident, right. like, as the home. Coast Guard man, to get us back by doing X, Y, Z. And then I would have been like, cool, sounds great. Exactly. But, like, yeah. I, they got me excited, and I was like, okay, now we just stupid. It, <laughs> like, and we're going a different really way. The calm down. It, it, it was letting up. Well, letting up from 70 mile per hour to maybe about right. 40, but maybe still kind of sure. scary. Well, so like yes, that, but you, they also weren't, like, going underwater with all Well, and at this right. point, I was also terrified because I was like, they barely got over the bar, and now the boat has a ton more oh, yeah, weight. definitely. Like, I don't think they would have gotten over the bar safely. Unless was, it was high tide. Which they got lucky, and it wasn't. Yeah. They just floated over the bar. Yeah. But they didn't know that. And they also didn't explain you know? that either. Uh, like, their, their ride <coughs> home... Uh, they do a couple of slow mo shots with uh, like some water hitting all these sailors' and faces and I think that was supposed like to be them going over the bar. I guess, but but well, I was I like, oh, they got over it. Bernie like, was nice. so out of it. He was like falling asleep and stuff. Where I was like, is he okay? Like, what's going on? It was very. Confusing. They never do like an exterior shot where you can see the boat in the water and how it's easily. It's Tell how me how sick hard it's it would have been if they did like you're looking at that shot where like the sailors are getting like splashed in the face mm-hmm. and then it like pans out. Heck of far. And then you're like almost in like a not a space view, but like, like an aerial super view. high aerial view. And you can like see down through the water and you see the bar. Right. Because at this point, we understand it's like an underwater barrier. Mm-hmm. And you see them like in a wave <laughs> right over the go top. Right of it. over it. That would have been cool. Then we would have been like, and it would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. We're like, all right, well, you did it. Let's but redo it. According to this movie, I don't even really know how they got back. They could have <laughs> gone around the bar. They could have gone over it. They could have gone under it. I don't well, know. All how they made was that. Uh, He's like, I guess we got over the bar. Like, must be nice. Okay. All right. He did it. And and they followed the lights to the town, and that's about it. That was another, oh, my gosh. That was another, there was another part that (gasps) Miriam could have shined here and she and she, they, they petered like what, what is going on they 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 the whole town they're at a rescue center they're like guys we got to get down to the pier we gotta we gotta well, we gotta help stop. or whatever so they hear that they're coming back in and then you hear someone say like in the background they're not gonna make it because right. at that moment the power the power goes out and all the generators are gone and they're like they're not gonna be able to find the town and then they're like, we just need to get down to the pier. And I look at Luis and I'm like, great. They're all going to drive their cars. They're going to have their headlights uh-huh. and they're going to show them where the shore is. Uh-huh. Like, I think every single person got that. Yes. And she's like, oh, well, let me get my car. So everyone gets in their cars and it they get there and she's standing there. And honestly, she just doesn't turn off her car. She has no forethought. Yeah. She just stands there. And then other people are like. <gasps> hey, look! Look at what Marion's doing. Hey, everybody! Oh my, turn your oh lights my. on! And it was, yes. it was the, it the worst shot because obviously all of their cars are facing the ocean already. And I was like, why'd they turn their lights off? Like, obviously we knew this was the plan. And I'm like, y'all are dumb. Like, and it wasn't the plan though. That's that why was it's obviously right. like really dramatized. Like, I'm sure. What but was the I point was of like, you guys all going down there to just sit there and turn your lights? It, 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 they, they made it. They made it purposefully not make sense, and I don't know why. <laughs> Like, what they should have done was have Miriam be in the rescue center, go like, hey, guys, the power just went out. We all need to take our cars, go down to the pier, turn the lights on so they can see us. And that would have been a shining moment for yeah, her. because I was like, well, obviously there's no lighthouse. That's what they're doing. Right. Like, it, but, but instead, I they're kind of I thought it made like, sense until it just didn't Exactly. Make sense. It made sense when they're on the way there. It made sense even when they got there. But then 
their lights are off, and then Miriam's lights are still on, and somebody goes, hey, look at your little man doing. Leave your, turn your lights on. And it was so unintentional. Like, so didn't stupid. Do it purpose other than just she just got out of her car like what what is that what, why, it what was, was the motivation it was bad. like that was a that really bad was shot. shot and then they're like congratulating everybody like yay bernie because he's back right and they get them all off the boat and bernie's just like on the boat still and andre's like get off the boat get Bro, off the boat get off the boat <laughs> you you've made and immediately the crowd is gone and it's just him and her I'm Every, like, everybody leaves they're like all right whatever bernie <laughs> peace out and then miriam gets on the boat i'm like what, what are we doing here get out get off go to bed (laughs) go get warm and go to bed sir (laughs) and uh the movie ends it does spit like some little fun facts and shows you some real photos at the end Um, they got Um, married on april 16th which is the date that she wanted to get married and then they were married for another 58 years before he died at the age of 81 or something like that something like that but emily's gonna go into some factoids yeah so this is actually really interesting i was trying to find some like information on like how realistic the story was because we were so confused Mm -hmm. about certain things um and i guess like the cool thing is that most of the things are realistic and true which is good right um this movie is based on um a book Mm -hmm. the finest hours the true story of the u.s coast guard's most daring sea rescue so this was um like it, this did go down in history as one of the U.S. Coast Guard's like biggest crowning achievements, right. which is really cool. Um, and then they did write a book about it. Um, so here's a couple facts: the Pendleton did split in half because of a crack in its hull that couldn't hold against the raging sea. Mm-hmm. So that is that wasn't like made up. The there were two tankers out there, um, and the one that he did save was the Pendleton, which is oh, really okay. cool. Um, fact: after securing boats to the pier, Bernie was ordered by. Um, Chatham Station Commanding Officer Clough to pick a crew for the mission, and he got three volunteers: Richard, Liv- whatever the the dudes, yeah. right? His brothers, uh, Richie, 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 Fitz, and Irvin. Mm-hmm. Um, so those three dudes were his um, his go tos in the original mission. And they all got awards, right? Yes. <coughs> Fiction: Bernie and his girlfriend Miriam were on the brink of getting engaged when Bernie set out to the rescue mission. Okay, then just get rid of her. So they added all that in. Yes. For this movie. And it was awful. And it was really bad. Just get it out. <laughs> I'm telling you, babe, I said when the movie started, I said they're only doing this so that we feel more scared when he goes on the boat. This is one of those stupid movie But ploys. they could have done it so much better. Like, they could have... Are you ready for this? Yes, please. Go ahead. They had actually already been married for more than a year and a half. What? Andre said he would rather have them already been they married. They absolutely real, should have already Their been real life courtship played out much as it does in the film. So show us them getting courted. Sure. Show her being a strong woman. Uh-huh. Show them getting married quickly yep. on the date that she wanted to. Her being a and, scared wife. And then a lo- Because I kept thinking to myself, who cares? Right. Like, like not that it matters that they're engaged or whatever. Like it doesn't. I'm not saying like your love isn't the same when you're engaged. But like give them some like. Like some gravitas, something real, you know. Like, you know, was she pregnant? Cause like, cause was like, she not? From, from the like, audience's yeah. point of view, it's like, all right, they they they've been dating around, and now like I guess months. they're they're kind of halfway engaged because he technically said no <laughs> when when she asked him to marry him, and and now she's just like kind of scared that he's gonna die, but she's not even really voicing that when when she's doing it. Like she's like, I'm here, and where's Bernie? He you sent him out, didn't you? Call him back. Who are you, his grandma? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and then I was thinking in my head, too, like, uh, he's in the Coast Guard, honey. Like, yeah. Right. That's his job. Exactly. That's and another that, thing. And that's why I kept kind of relating it back to, like, like 
and well for Californians I guess like where we live right firefighters. now like firefighters or policemen like yeah. I'm not trying to be rude but like you know what you're getting yourself into yeah. when you get called in every day straight up I told Andre I said when I was like in middle school and high school I told myself heck no I ain't and never ever dating a police officer or a fireman for that reason because I wouldn't be able to handle it. Right. Like, and that's just me hard. personally. Yeah. Like, people would be like, oh, firefighters are hot. I'm like, nope. <laughs> no, thank they you. can be hot as hot enough. as they want. <laughs> Not, <laughs> Not hot, hot enough for enough. me. They're, they're hot until no, they're, they're way too hot. hot. You know what I'm <laughs> I know how much I can handle it. It ain't that. <laughs> so um, here's, here's some more facts that are... So it's... I'm mad because the facts are giving me more reason to be mad. Right. Oh, no. Um, this movie. one. Chatham Station was on its own in the rescue because the Boston and Nantucket Coast Guards had dispatched all their crews to another oil tanker that has spilt in half, mm-hmm. split in half. So that still is very true, mm-hmm. which is cool. So I feel like they should have said it better. They should have like, like made that have more right. like emphasis as well because that is amazing that the Coast Guard up and down the coast was all going to this one tanker. I don't, I don't know. Another fact, one of the most dangerous parts of the rescue mission was getting past the bar, right? Mm-hmm. So the crew th- thought ab- hard about whether to even attempt it, which we did see. Yes. Um, but again, I think that as the viewer, you have to know a lot to understand even what that means. There should have just been like a thing before they went out where maybe even Richie was been like, dude. You, to get over that bar, we're going to have to be going this fast. It's going to be the, the winds are going this fast. The waves are going to be this high. And we're going to have to go through all that in the dark. Can you do that? And he's like, I don't know, but we should got to try. And our percentage <laughs> rating of survival <laughs> is 11%. Right, like, exactly. I don't know. Like, eh. did, it, did it say at all that they didn't know that there was a second boat split? Like, was that true? I didn't. I didn't read about that. But um, I do know that... I, I don't know if they knew mm. or not. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't read that in this article. Um, you, you love, you're going to love this part. Mostly fact. Okay. okay? <laughs> the rescue took place largely as depicted in the movie with the exception of the song that the men sang to soothe themselves during a moment of overwhelming fear. Okay. What so is the point of sharing that? So they didn't. All <laughs> <sing>. right. <laughs> so they didn't. So they sing. didn't sing a semen song. The, I don't really the, care. All the guys in the movie like, hey, we ain't singing that song. <laughs> they didn't sing Rock of Ages. That was irrelevant to me, but all right. Okay. Great. Well, to some peeps, where music is supposedly the <laughs> cat's pajamas, you guys definitely are not happy. Not in a movie like this. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even remember that they oh, sang. I didn't like the music. This was not the it musical number good. that I that I wanted. <laughs> are you ready for this? Partly it wasn't fiction. A okay. George Tiny Miner M- Myers, the beloved 300-pound part-time chef, died after a wave caused him to be tossed against the Pendleton while descending the ladder to the rescue boat. So okay. he was one of the 33 members on the Pendleton mm-hmm. to to not make it. Excuse me. The only one, yeah, to die. Um, but he died in a different way um, as depicted on screen. He mm-hmm. slipped from the ladder into the scene and the crew tried to pull him aboard, but his weight was so great that he was slipping into the water lost gr- and lost their grip. Oh. Um, he was swallowed by a wave and then resurfaced, but... When Bernie navigated the lifeboat toward him, a wave made the boat lose control and it slammed into Tiny. So their boat hit him. Yes, so Bernie (laughs) ran him over. Not intent. Dang. He he didn't run him over. He accidentally slapped into him. Well, you 
Yeah, Can you, you imagine just being the wave. I think that was one of the things I really liked though cinematography wise was that there was multiple times where like you would look back out at Bernie's boat from the sinking ship mm-hmm. and he was like super far out super again. Far away. Yeah, and the they waves. would like keep coming in and out. And it kept but taken. unfortunately Tiny uh yeah, it was a little bit more gruesome That's in real life. Much more harrowing. Um Yikes. So, partly fiction, Bernie actually was haunted by a failed rescue attempt a few years back, and Miriam encountered the widow of one of the victims when she crashed her car into a snowbank. So, the part fiction, I don't, who wrote this? <laughs> um, true or is it not true? Like, So, that part was mostly true, but. So, pretty much, Bernie did have exactly that whole thing happen with the Landry. Mm-hmm. He had gone out to go get the four crew members, um, but their dory capsized multiple times on the way to the rescue boat. Th- so the dudes on the Landry got into a dory and okay. tried to get to the rescue boat, but they capsized, their oars broke off, and they were trying to swim over to um, Bernie, and they they drowned pretty much in uh. their attempt to get to him. And the victim's remains weren't recovered. So everybody had to take like Bernie's word for it, for what happened. Okay. Um, so still, yeah, not his fault. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to say he tried his best. Right. Um, but then Miriam, it it says as, as Miriam was stuck at home with the flu, her encounter with the widow was fabricated. Thank you. That was totally irrelevant. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for reading that for me because I just couldn't (laughs) even get that out. Um, so Miriam never barged into the Chatham station demanding that commanding officer Clough called Bernie back home and was waiting at the pier to welcome him home. Oh no. Oh no, that's fiction. So that, that all, that, that whole part of the movie was, was not real. That, that she went there, talked to Clough told him to come back and then went to the pier to so the best part is we could have just cut her out or could have cut her out yeah she could have just been like worried at home yeah and you could have just like gone back to her face up against the like window or up against like the radio or something we didn't need it we didn't we didn't need it and and you know uh (sighs) to be fair like uh, a lot of movies don't have a lot of a lot of women or a lot of roles for women in them especially a movie like this where all the people that are going to do the saving are men, and all the people who need to be saved are men. So there's no real pl- place for a woman in in the storyline of this movie. But then to have to create this whole storyline for her, where she also does nothing, I don't I don't even understand what the point was. <laughs> you could have had her do something if you were gonna make stuff up. Yeah, well, you might exactly. As well. well, and that's why I was like, oh, this isn't like the she's real. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you just made her into like. Even less important. Yeah, she crashed her car into the snowbank. That was the real sacrifice that oh she made. Oh, good God! <laughs> oh, all right. And then the guy had to go, same guy had to come save her. I was like, come on, this guy. How small is this town? It was real it small. Was, it was. That yeah, was. They so only stupid. got like seven guys when all the other guys out on the water. You know. So Andre, <laughs> I know you said you remember kind of seeing like trailers. I remember and seeing stuff trailers for this movie. This, yeah. I remember seeing just like Chris Pine's face like on a billboard on but poster. it was like i ain't never watching that movie but did it make money did it do well? <laughs> okay uh this movie had a budget of he laughs which makes me think it didn't do well <laughs> it had but a budget of 80 million dollars and okay. at the box office it <laughs> came back i was back like did they shoot this in a pool and just like cgi everything <laughs> you know how they do that like for these kind of movies they I, was like, babe, the I was like babe you got hired for this movie but you have to be wet the whole time <laughs> and he was like no yeah, no th- i'm not even auditioning for this movie. <laughs> um and at the box office 
with with a budget of eighty million dollars at the box office, it had a return worldwide of fifty two point one million. <gasps> so no, it did not make any money. Luis just said that's not bad, but it lost thirty million. It lost thirty million dollars. They lost thirty million, Luis. Yeah. That's not that bad. It's can you pick up your mic and at least <laughs> nod into your what mic do you mean? so they can hear? That's the bad. They didn't even. More. Well, okay, okay, that's a whole different. That's a whole different you situation. You're right, you're right. I can't this compare this that. movie didn't come out during COVID. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is not a COVID movie. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it even worse. Uh-huh. Okay, we yeah. can talk about that kind of stuff on the crack maybe one day. Yeah. All these COVID movies ain't making no money. Well, yeah, that's that's good lord. That's very yeah, no, they lost money. Then. This was pre-COVID, losing on its own. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It says Disney what year was this? 2016. 2016. In March 2016, Variety reported Disney was expecting losses of around $75 million from the film. Hmm. That's interesting. That's what so I'm saying. Hey, I, the Hulk, I call this a win. <laughs> <laughs> I see this as a win, only losing 30. Well, we lost 30. We, we expected to lose way more. That's interesting. They expected to lose almost as much as they used. As they then why would they make the movie? That's no, a this good is question. like afterwards. Like we made the movie. Uh bro, we messed right. up. Yeah, uh, coming coming into it yeah. being released. But but still, it, it's it's interesting. I need to know the tomato then. How this movie got made? Okay. It's probably not good. On I'm gonna guess it's like forty something. Oh okay. On Rotten Tomatoes, uh, this movie has a score of sixty three percent. It is still okay, technically right. fresh. The audience score is that's sixty. That's considered fresh. Uh, yes. When do you stop being fresh? I think I think under fifty is is rotten. Hmm. Yeah. The audience score is sixty six percent. The critics' so consensus says. Old-fashioned to a fault, the finest <laughs> hours will satisfy those seeking a traditional rescue drama, but may leave more adventurous viewers wanting more. Okay, that is a pretty uh, good. The, <laughs> hey, the one with Ashton Kutcher is fire. Which one's that? Ashton I forgot what, what it what it's called. Ashton Kutcher. I feel like there's a um, anything with Ashton. Like Kutcher there's a Nicholas Sparks movie that's like this, where it's like the Coast Guard, and I can't think of what it's called. It's not Message in a Bottle. No. Oh, looks okay. like there's one with Thor called In the Heart of the Sea. Yeah, I think... Deadliest Catch was... Not Deadliest Catch, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the nice Deadliest try. Storm or something like that with uh, George Clooney was supposed to be really good. Mm. Let me look. I only like The Life of Aquatic with Steve like, uh, I forgot what it's called, but Ashton Kutcher was in it. And I think uh, Dennis Quaid might have been in it too. Interesting. Uh, open season. Bobby. If you say so. Guess who? No, 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 no. Just married. Texas Rangers. Uh, okay, I'm Ashton Kutcher's IMDb list is not giving me anything. Was it the last song? Was that the one that was like that? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, you guys. Um, yeah, this movie got 66%. Um, so you know, not 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 terrible. Mm-hmm. Not but not great either. Um, let's go ahead and start. I want to start with Luis's rating because his will probably be the best out of it. I'll give it a seven. Sim. Okay, Andre. Wait, wait, Luis. Oh. <laughs> so what's called the Guardian? <laughs> oh, okay. the Guardian. Yes. Oh, it was awesome. I I've seen that one. I liked that one. So you hadn't watched this movie before this this viewing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what chose you to to pick it? Is there something that you saw that that looked that's like a Luis movie? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <a> Luis movie. <laughs> Go okay. out there, do the impossible feat, try to save some peeps, almost die. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. definitely. Okay. Um. I think I'm gonna give this movie a 5.5. Whoa! I I I really like if if some of those those plot things that we that we detailed had been had been done better, 
and if it had been a little bit brighter of a movie, at least in our, in our case, uh, <laughs> I might I might have enjoyed this enough to to give it like a passing grade. But like there were just so many inconsistencies throughout the entire thing, and then you know, n- notwithstanding that this isn't my favorite type of movie anyway, but I can't I can't even recommend this to to anybody really. You know, I, I don't think you should go watch this. Go watch Titanic. Go watch any other boat movie. Go I watch The Guardian. I think every other boat movie I've seen is, is better than this. <laughs> every other boat my, movie. In my opinion. Message in a Bottle? Uh, yep, even Message yeah. in a Bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Does that have mermaids in it? No. It's, it's, no. It's, I don't believe you. It's, it doesn't have just, mermaids it's in it. It's just Messages in Bottles. It's this super old Nicholas Sparks movie I made Andre watch because I used to like it as a teen. I'm it's got Kevin thing. Costner in it. Um, Kevin Costner. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, 5.5. Five I think that the, the performances are, are fine. None of them like Oscar worthy or anything like that. But uh, but other than that, I this receiver was definitely Oscar. Receiver was cool. Casey Affleck is, is a great actor. Chris Pine mm-hmm. was good. I, I loved all the Boston accents. But uh, but uh, I didn't love anything else. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna give it a six because it's still kind of solid. I'm almost exactly agree with the score that they gave it on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um. I'll never watch it again. Never. It was fine. <laughs> it, it's a six. It wasn't like the cinematography wasn't terrible. It was fine. It probably looked cooler like on a big screen in sure. the theater where I probably could have seen it better because we were having like just some color issues with our TV, which is weird because our TV is bomb. I'm going to yeah. say it's your guys' windows. I think, because I think you guys have windows, really yeah. big windows and um, it has to be a glare issue because yeah. we did not have that problem and our okay. TV is not as nice as yours. Right. That's probably what it was. Eh, six. Emily. Um, I give the exact same um, description as Andre. I probably would have given it like a six or a seven had the plot point. Honestly, if the movie had been a little bit more simplified. Yeah. Because like simplified, but also explained more. Yeah. Um, when it comes to like the maritime pieces. Right. Um, overall, though, um, just not my favorite movie. I keep giggling in to myself because... We're in the Disney movie club or whatever where you like buy the movies mm-hmm. and get like special perks or whatever. And every month they like send you a new movie like, do you want to purchase this? And they have asked me like four times if I wanted to buy this movie. And every time, like I don't even ask Luis anymore. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Why would you buy no. this movie? <laughs> well, I'd never seen it, but I, they're like, trying to sell same it. idea. Like it was like the front. I saw his face and I was like, no. Mm, Mm. No, this doesn't even seem like a Disney movie to me. No, it doesn't. Which like is I don't, I don't, I didn't feel like we watched a Disney movie this week. No, definitely. Yeah, not. it's interesting. Uh, there was nothing about that in like the production or anything like that. It seems like Disney just produced and made this. But you know, a lot of times Disney will just like buy something that's already been made, and so th- that's kind of more what this seems like. That mm. somebody else made it, and then Disney was like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll give you some money for that. But um, uh, no, it looks like. Walt Disney Pictures acquired the rights and made the movie and well and especially when you watch the beginning the like they it's it has the Disney mm-hmm. beginning yep. and like it's all like 40s-ish and stuff okay so score wise I'll give it a six six all right not bad the good thing though is that no no so no, the, no I'll, say what, I'll <laughs> say what the good thing is the good thing is we're getting into our October movie month yeah, yeah. where I think we're gonna have a good time I hope so. Yes. I really hope so. There's a couple movies where I haven't seen or haven't seen in forever. So, so I'm excited. the movie we're going to do next, I'll let Andre announce it because he has been wanting to watch this movie for quite a long time. Like and forever. And we, we thought it seemed like a good October movie. So what are we watching, babe? Next week, we are watching the, what year did this come out? The 1996 uh, 
half live action, half stop motion animated movie, James and the I Giant didn't know Peach. It was half I didn't live know action. it was half live action. Mm-hmm. I definitely mm-hmm. seen this, but I don't remember it very this much. This movie is dope. I I I like this there's movie. There's a spider a in it, right? There's a, there's a whole bunch of bugs yeah. happening in this movie. I don't movie. know. It's not half live action. I guess so. The beginning of this movie is definitely in live action. And then at one point, He's James. He's making it up. He doesn't know. At one point, James, he is he is shrunken down. And, uh, or Wait, no. don't tell us the plot. Yeah, I, I, okay. No. But no, no, no. It, it, it turns to animation. Okay. For sure. Stop motion. Stop motion animation. Yes. And this is My Tim Burton. My name is James. This is Tim Burton. This is no? not Tim Burton. It this looks Tim Burton-y, yes, though. Yes, it looks Tim Burton-y because it looks like Nightmare Before Christmas. This movie was directed by Henry Selleck, who was the actual director of The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, oh, remember, because they did oh. Tim Burton's yes. yeah. Tim Burton's Nightmare yeah. for Christmas, but he did not direct but that movie. he didn't movie. do it. It is produced by Tim Burton, so it, it does have a very similar style. Is okay. it Tim Burton's James <laughs> and the Giant Peach? No, it says Walt Is it going to be the opposite, where, where, it's, where it's Tim Burton actually did it, and then the other dude <laughs> produced Siebert? it? Was his name Siebert? Henry... Okay, but I'm excited because I definitely Tom's saw movie. this as a kid, and I think I remember watching it at school. No, I maybe I'm thinking no, Charlotte's Web, but I, I think we did watch it in school. This movie at school. Was it based I on not. a book? Yeah, there's a okay, book. Okay, I think it's we a, read the a, book and It's a Roald Dahl book. Yes. Oh. Wait, we're doing two Roald Dahl things in one. That's fine. That's fine. It's Roald Dahl. Well, you, Roald you guys might have got a clue to one of our other movies this month <laughs> then. But um, I I'm totally excited. watched this movie like when I was like in third grade or something. Yeah. And I'm thinking now it probably was right about the time it came out because that would have been age-wise about when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Just a few years later. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Is he does that all He's the time. He's done it so, so many, many times. That's what Martha calls me. I'm excited. Stop. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. We for haven't done movie. like a stop motion thing in a while, and that's very Halloween-esque to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm stoked. We're also going to probably do a special Crack in the Vault episode this month. So if you're not a subscriber, they should. Head on over to patreon.com slash the Walt Vault. Sign up there. It's very cheap. You get access to all of our extra content, our extra podcasts, uh, the notes that I put up for each of these movies, and some uh, Kingdom Hearts gameplays and stuff like that that I do. Uh, all that's available. And rants and raves. Yes. Ran- there's rants. There's raves. <laughs> all over at patreon.com slash the Walt Vault. Um, you can also keep up with us on social media. We are at the Walt Vault Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, go there, leave a comment, let us know what you thought of this movie, The Finest Hours, if you watched it at all. And uh, <laughs> stupid name for <laughs> a if movie. you've seen it. Um, we still don't know what it means. Yeah, what were the hours? Why were they so fine? They only had five hours, maybe. I guess. It's not the five hours, it's the, the finest. The, the fivest hours. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. And, uh, you know, I was fighting with you about being it being called the finest hour. It still would make more sense if it was the finest hour. I guess, yeah. Like, it was his finest It was his finest hour. hour. And they were the finest hours. He was getting over that bar. That took a couple hours. Then they got to the ship. That took a couple hours. Then I got back. That took a couple more hours. They were the finest hours of all. Of the Coast Guard, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, the Coast Guards. Yes. <laughs> so let us know what you thought of the movie. Uh, did you like it more than, than we did? Did you like it more than, than Luis did? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please let me know. I have to know who you are and what you're about. Um, uh, you can send an email to contact at thewaltwaltpod.com. You can buy our merch on our bonfire site. The link to that is in the description below. And, um, you know, like, rate, subscribe, uh, do all those things. Leave us a review on iTunes. That, that helps us uh, get the show to more ears. Um, I think that's going to be it for this time. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of The Waltz Vault. We'll see you next time for some giant peach goodness. The Vault is now closed.